Hello, everybody. This is Nick Weber with Knowledge Transfer, and today we're talking uh, soybeans and kind of the, the state of affairs for the soybean crop with uh, technical agronomist Nicole Steckline and FSR uh, Alex Beck from up in the Northeast Iowa area. Hello, everybody. How are you guys? Doing well. Doing well. Awesome. Thanks for joining us today. So, um, Nicole, we'll kind of start with you and then Alex chime in as well as we go. Um, kind of just give us a quick update on where things are this late July timeframe um, on the soybean crop. Uh, obviously, particularly it's in Northeast Iowa, but maybe a, a little bit of a circle around you guys, how things are looking. So I would just say that they look a heck of a lot better than they did two months ago. Um, <laughs> you know, we had a major planting window um, that got hit hard by some crusting. Um, also, a lot of beans that got planted and didn't get any rain on them. Uh, for about a month. So they're awfully slow growing, um, awfully short for quite a while, um, but we're finally to a point where they don't look awful right now. So we really turned a corner on those soybeans and we're just hoping for some rain now. Awesome. Alex, what about you? What are you hearing? Yeah, to echo Nicole's point, really the, the struggle for the month of June, there's a lot of places uh, in this geography that went five, even six weeks without a single drop of rain. And so you'd walk through a lot of fields and there'd be soybeans on top of the ground or just barely in the ground that have not germinated, have had no water for five or six weeks, like I said. And it was really, uh, really concerning at one point. And, uh, you know, it's not perfect, um, but we definitely looked better uh, in the last few weeks. Some places have caught some timely rain and uh, they finally look like normal beans. They have, uh, they've gone through a lot of adversity up to this point. Good deal. Thanks for that. So, um, Nicole, back over to you. What are um, a couple of products that are jumping out for you uh, as you kind of take stock of where things are and as you head into uh, the month of August? So what's not fun to talk about this time of year is is beans, usually. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, try to for you me, all right? <laughs> you don't usually start to see a whole lot of uh, diversification of those beans until you get that, you know, first good rain in August. Because that's when you start seeing SDS showing up, white mold showing up, and then they really start to look different. Mm -hmm. um, I would say like the 27 XF3s came out of the ground well, um, and, and they're a bigger bean to begin with, so they do kind of stand out in the countryside. Also had a lot of, a lot of nice comments about the Asgrow 23 XF3s. We've got a pile of them out there right now, and they, uh, they, they, look, they look nice, so... Um, will be interesting to go through plots here in a month after we get some rains and, you know, they really start to differentiate themselves as far as pod retention and uh, SDS and white mold uh, tolerance. Gotcha. And Alex, what are you hearing from dealers, retailers, customers about uh, anything that that's jumping out to them? Yeah, great question. Um, 27 XF3 and 28 XF3 as well, uh, to echo Nicole's point. They come out of the ground very quickly and they were consistent across the board in every plot and commercial fields that we had for sale too. They look look really consistent and they're our big bushy bean. They look beautiful. On the later side, uh, new XF4 would be 30 XF4. Those uh, came out of the ground really well and they look like they're going to be a really solid fit for uh, the southern half of our geography. So new XF3s and XF4s are doing everything that we want them to so far and looks like more promising things to come. Even on top of the the variety product differences, uh, just the weed control and the extend versus the enlist systems, um, you know, that little bit of residual that we get from the dicamba versus the 2,4-D, 
you know, we expect that to be a much bigger deal in a dry year. It's kind of what we've been telling guys for the last how many years, and it's it's ringing true right now, um, and, and you can see it driving around. Yeah, you kind of took one of my next questions there, but that's all right. That's the point of these fun uh, fun podcasts that we do. So, you know, talking about the Extend and ExtendFlex platforms, um, what has been those com- what have been those conversations like? Like you said, in this dry year that you've had, particularly that month of June, um, we're kind of seeing those differences kind of kind of show up, Alex. Hundred percent. You know, when you when you trace it back to what products work in dry conditions, it is a very very small list, and ExtendMax is one of those that has the advantage. And we're physically seeing the advantage as well. I mean, that's a big difference. Nearly everything that goes out has a residual with it. But what does it need? Water. Water to activate. We've had nothing short of a lack of water for a long time. And for that reason, the ExtendFlex system as a whole has worked uh, really, really well. Nicole, what are uh, some of the... uh you know, management decisions, right? Like, so you said, it's a little early to tell, um, but heading into August and weather always plays a, a factor as you, as you noted, what are some of those management decisions a grower that you guys are having those conversations, both you and Alex, you know, with growers and retailers as you, uh, as you head to the head to those farm gates in, in the next couple of weeks, what are some of the things that you're telling them to kind of keep an eye for or make sure this crop uh, reaches its full potential? Something that I'm a passionate advocate of is fungicide on soybeans. And and not everybody feels that way about it, um, but I think that a fungicide and an insecticide together on a soybean crop really gives you some good ROI. Um, the other thing that I've been talking about, too, is, you know, especially as we look to harvest, teeing guys up getting ready to harvest close to the soil surface. And I know that it, it can make you go slower because you got to look out for more rocks, things like that. But, um, you know, these beans are pretty slow growing. They stretch out very far. So I really think that there's going to be a lot of pods that are very close to the ground. So we're going to have to be prepared to go slower, set those headers closer to the ground. Otherwise, we do have the potential to be losing a couple couple bushel of beans on that plant because we didn't cut low enough. Interesting. Is that a, is that a factor of the weather conditions that have been at play? Or is it something that you kind of generally say to people just for the novices out there like myself? <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's that's really going to be more of a weather thing. You know, the beans were growing very slow. So the plants themselves, you know, when they started setting flowers, those pods are closer to the ground. A lot of that has to do with um, lack of moisture um, and especially lack of moisture as they're trying to metabolize herbicides that they're drawing up. Gotcha. Alex, as you're getting ready to embark on a, another sales season here, um, what are what are the conversations you're having with dealers and retailers and customers? What, what are the things that kind of get you amped up as you as you get ready to head head into the season? Yeah, so uh, it's kind of a cheesy tagline, but uh, with the Azure Extend Flex, our our message going out into the countryside is high yields and clean fields, um, and it, it truly does follow suit to what we're seeing. Um, with the Extend Flex, we've had the system in place for quite a few years. We built up the genetic portfolio to very much diversify and cover, uh, you know, the wide range of maturities that we offer. And then we have the herbicide package to put it all together. Um, and that's really that's really the key messages. Uh, so high yields, clean fields. That's uh, that's really the message going out there. And be confident in saying that and and um, promote it. Good deal. Any final comments, Nicole? You first. Anything uh, to share with the, your peers in the field as you get ready for the uh, the harvest time coming up here in the next uh, what six to eight weeks? No, just keep an eye on them. Stuff always pops up in soybeans. 
late July through August. So soybeans are going to get a lot more interesting here um, as we kind of get out of the corn phase of it. The, there's going to be a lot more pressure, a lot more eyes on soybeans here in the next month. Alex? I'd say the biggest thing, um, biggest challenge um, that I'd recommend for, for folks like myself is to go out and, and sell with confidence and kind of have a, have a swag to you. Uh, we have an advantage. We have a yield advantage. We have a weed control advantage. And we have a team and people advantage. We have the support team to support these customers at a higher level than maybe they have with other competition. And truly, that's what's going to set them apart and, at the end, make them more bushels and more dollars in their pocket for the farmers. So, selling with confidence. There you go. You heard it from Alex and uh, Nicole. Be confident as you head out to the fields. We uh, got a pretty good system to, to stand on top of. So, well, Nicole, Alex, thank you so much for your time and uh, good luck with the rest of the season for you guys and uh, take care out there. Be safe. Thanks, Jeff.